Welcome to the Athletics of Business podcast. This is episode 36. Welcome to the Athletics of Business, a podcast about how the traits and behaviors of elite athletes and remarkable business leaders frequently intersect. The real stories and hard lessons to help you level up your leadership and performance. Now your host, Ed Molitor. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today on the Athletics of Business podcast. I am humbled fired up and excited to finally uh, be able to connect here on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm flattered and honored to, to be invited to be on. So thanks, Ed. Well, I, I, you know, this has been a long running conversation with us since we first connected. And I think it was just about actually a year ago uh, when we first um, met over there at Spilt Milk and had a great conversation. And, and you know, we really connected on a lot of different levels, but I wanted, I want to jump in to what you're doing right now, and then we'll, we'll sort of work backwards and talk about how you got to this point. So can you fill the listeners in on what exactly you're doing right now with, with Team Marketing Report? Sure. I've taken over uh, Team Marketing Report, a, a sports business intelligence resource. Uh, now it used to be a, a publication is what us old timers would call it. You know, you get a newsletter in the mail and, and all this printed stuff. Well, now it's gone digital. And so now it's a uh, it's a digital website focused uh, sports business information company that were uh, may have heard of us from the fan cost index, which is the cost of a family of four to go to Major League Baseball or NFL or NBA or NHL game, but uh, all other kinds of uh, potential insights for helping folks make basically make money is the simplest way to put it within sports business, helping uh, sell sponsorships, uh, tickets, season tickets, promotions. Uh, but really about, uh, my focus is my, my hashtag is fan centric, a word that, uh, the, uh, spell check keeps kicking back at me, but, <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, the idea of that, if we don't have the fan, if you don't keep fans coming back to the game and enjoying the, in the game or growing the game by bringing them under the, uh, the tent in the first place, nobody in sports is going to have a job. And so it's trying to remember that, that fan-centric perspective. And so that's, that's where the content uh, that, that will be in uh, TMR, which is teammarketing.com. So you can find us, nice easy URL. But you can find, uh, you know, get connected to people at teams or sponsors or brands or agencies or media that are in the sports space and kind of shortcut your way, but not cheaply, but shortcut your way to solutions um, and, and finding uh, maybe it's, we, we talked about this before the mic's on, but a little bit of a pivot in a solution that, oh, now I got it. If I, if I look at it a little bit differently this way or position it differently, my, this sponsor now is going to want to jump on board or this, this is going to be a promotion that fans are going to get behind, those kinds of things. So how do you go about, well, let's bet, first let's talk about who uses this um, the content. In this. Mm -hmm. I, keep, I keep wanting to call it a publication because you and I are, are right from the day when it was like a 5,000 page book and you could, right. you could injure somebody with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> a doorstop is what yeah. the, the, there you go. the sports sponsor fact book. It was, it was a couple thousand pages and 40, 50,000 people and teams and agencies and brands that we were talking about all listed who's doing what and where in sports and uh, bringing that back now, but in a digital format. And so we talk about the, the, the primary users, uh, folks that uh, would be the day-to-day -day users of Team Marketing Report, I think the, the quantity, it's people with 
teams um, and or brands and organizations that are um, uh, that, that maybe not aren't necessarily the, the best equipped or the best funded that minor league teams, minor league baseball and hockey teams or organizations that are, you know, not uh, not that this won't help with Fortune 500 type companies, but companies that need basically uh, we're kind of like an extra staff person, a business services person for a team or a, or a sponsorship valuation service for a, for a company. How are uh, how are people being successful out there getting involved with a with a team or or an event that uh, you know I just don't have this you know I could see a lot of people say I don't have the, the time I don't have the experience to do this well how are they doing it you know we're here in Chicago the Kane County Cougars or uh, even the Chicago Wolves or somebody like that 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 uh, you know how, how are they finding something turning over a new stone and, and like I said everything from ticket sales to sponsorships and so you could be from any side of that equation. You could be from the team. You could be from a, you know, an up and coming startup, a car dealership, or, a, you know, some, you've got some product that you're trying to find a way to get in that it makes sense to be in sports, but you can't afford to be at the Cubs, uh, the Bears, you know, one of the major league teams. Well, this is what are people doing and, and how and how much does that cost? What do I need to be prepared? How do I need to measure that? Uh, so, so, I mean, I think that's the core uh, beyond that, you know, fans, students, and professors and things that, that they love getting their hands on this kind of data, uh, though it may not be their job, but it's, um, you know, folks like that. And, and then, you know, the, the other ones we talked about, the large brands, the major leagues, the major league teams, the, and the leagues and things like that. Uh, we'll also find a lot of value in this to see who is doing what, where, uh, connecting, connecting with somebody like, you know, the Cubs person doesn't know somebody with the Mets uh, and wants to find out about a deal that they just did and can, wow. can find them through this. Yeah. So it's powerful. And, and it seems like it's a lot of data to, um, to gather. And it seems like <laughs> it'd be quite the process. So you must have a team of about 15 people. Uh, well, if, if, if you, you want to count all my split personalities, yeah. then we might <laughs> get that high. Talk, talk a little bit about the, cause you know, obviously I said that tongue in cheek and right. you can see it when you're listening to the podcast, but it, I was blown away when you first started telling me about the commitment you have made and how you dove into this and, and the whole process of gathering this data. Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's. You know, I, I I say it a lot. People hear it hear it a lot that they might even think it's a you know a little bit of a of an act or something from me. But it's it's not. It's the that the 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 space in sports marketing and sports business. Most of this stuff, it's it's literally, truly, it's not brain surgery or rocket science where people are living and dying off of uh, off this minutia that's extraordinarily complicated. It's not. Um, and, and so I think that it, it's, it comes down to as much of anything we, we've talked about this many times, you and I have, what's the passion, what's the, what's the thing that you see yourself doing? What do you, you know, what's driving you every day where you're learning a lot. And, and it came came across basically the backstory on team marketing report is team marketing report has been around since 1988, since I was a kid and, 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 you know, just it was in college at that point, you know, that, that. They launched, and I said, "This is a, this would be a great 
uh, place to go to work or this, this, these guys are providing great information and stuff to help people get, get going in the business and stay in the business. And uh, so I've always had a, a fondness for TMR and uh, they've had a great reputation over the years. They put out great content that helps people succeed in sports business. And uh, a couple, two years ago or so, I'd been thinking, well, what, what happened to TMR? I used to love getting that newsletter and, and uh, that fact book was crazy about information. Where did that go? Well, uh, a friend of mine, Kevin Adler, one day reached out and said, this was after I had, uh, I had been at big agencies, a couple of them over the last 10, 12 years. And the latest agency job went away when a procurement exercise took the big piece of business that we had to another agency. And I, I was kind of fed up with that big agency uh, uh, process and, and getting lost and sucking all the really creativity and enjoyment out of most of your, your job. And so I was looking for something different. I'd been around startups and and with other with friends and, and some clients and things like that. And it, the, the enthusiasm, the excitement, the positivity, those are all things that you can really feed off of. That energy is fantastic. But I looked at this, this Kevin came to me and said, hey, this, uh, the buddy of mine that owned it for a long time, he had sold it to somebody and it just didn't work out. It kind of went dormant because it just it didn't work for these other folks. And he's trying to find somebody who's got the passion and an interest to bring back TMR. And so I said- Was it, I'm sorry, I mean, was it still a publication? Was it still a book at that point or was it digitalized? It, uh, the fact book had gone digital and, but it, it had not, they had not continued to put the resources in both the technology, uh, to keep it up to date as well as the information itself. Right. I was just trying to, trying to really establish the massive workload that you took on. Yeah. Yeah. So no, 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 that's okay. So (laughs) that I'm, we'll get to that in a sec, I guess, because it's, so Kevin introduced me to Scott Bronstein, who's the was the former owner. He had basically bought TMR back from these guys, but uh, he had some passion for it too, saying, I, I think this is a really good thing. It's a great resource, and there's a lot of, there's still a vi- tremendous viability, and there's a great brand awareness to TMR name and, and the reputation out there. So uh, Kevin said, you, you and Scott should get together and, and see if maybe there's, you know, there's a fit here. And uh, very quickly, I did. And uh, and then that got to the nitty gritty of trying to go through all of that data. The fan cost index is, you know, the roughly 30 teams in each major league, you know, give or take a couple, of course. But try, going all the way back to 1991 is when they started this fan cost index data. And that was never really digitized. And so that's where it came like, okay, there's your data. There's your information that you want some unique value proposition. Nobody else has fan cost index data, which for, for listeners is it's calculating, uh, pulling together the costs of the average ticket price, a beer, a soda, a hot dog, and a hat, and parking. And then there's two or four of some of those or you know, one parking spot, but four hot dogs and and then you're calculating within each team. It's not just, you know, you go to the, the Cubs games that you're not buying two different ticket price points anymore. It, it used to be like that, but no, you're talking about dozens. And now they have dynamic ticket pricing and they have uh, different uh, 
uh, pricing tiers when the Yankees right. or Red Sox are in town. It's a lot different than when the Royals are in town, right? Just bring back the $10 bleacher seats, please. Oh, God, right? And so there's also a whole weighting calculation that has to go in. And, and in the first place, capturing how many seats are in this section, how many seats are in that section, and what's the pricing, and then what are the tiers, and where, when are they doing variable pricing? And so, yes, there was a lot of work, uh, and it was grabbing all the, the first 25-plus years of that data and getting it all into one, one spot, and then recapturing the last couple of years, and then the most recent season, 17, 18, now into 19, and, and getting it all up to date, uh, while concurrently trying to build out a brand-new website, because the, the old one was pretty static. Um, it, it was not all in one place. It was some stuff was not to get too in the weeds, but some stuff was HTML. Some stuff was Java. Some stuff was just PDFs put up like it needed to be blown up. And so talk about the work. There was that, that the each things team that you don't for release. every year. Yeah. Uh, putting that together and building out the website and going back and archiving all the 30 years of the newsletter that had been put out. And, uh, so, it, you know, it's been a long, tedious process, but, uh, and I had, I've had three or four interns last, uh, good chunk of this last year, um, that, that have been a huge help and in, enlisting in, in a few other folks, including my college age sons and things like that. But, um, you know, it's the, the, what it drills down to though. We talked about, again, it's passion keeps coming back. It's, it's, I'm sitting here, I'm not. I'm not making money at, at, at this point because we're, we're building this out starting almost from scratch. But like every day I, I loved getting out of bed and what can I learn today about this process? Everything, like I said, it, how do I build the website the right way and how do I build membership and what's the right way to figure out the pricing for that membership and access to that. And then how is it going to look? And, all at the same time going to all these teams and rebuilding and repairing relationships. They're like, Oh, TMR, you're back. I loved you guys. It's, that's so great to hear. Yeah. Here's, you know, some of them, here's the information. Other ones, uh, we don't give you that info. So now you're digging, 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 researching, calling people, finding old blogs and news articles and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So it's, um, it's, was, you know, some other people might be like, Oh my God, that's torture. That sounds terrible to me. I found all that stuff fascinating, so it, it was worth it was worth the uh, struggle. It was worth the um, working through all those things to get this to launch. Well, you know, it's funny because I was writing a keynote earlier today, and it's it's on the champion's mindset. And one of the things you talk about is when you have that purpose and, you, and you're committed and you want something bad enough that you're not going to stop until you achieve it. The the all the work you put into it it's just sort of a way of life. You know, it, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's like when you ask great athletes, well, why do you put all those hours in, you know, the gym or why do you do that? It's because it's what I do, you know, that's just, it, it's just what it is. And, and, and regardless though of your, of your, your purpose and your, your passion for it, cause it's unmatched. I'm, I, I've been blown away by it. There had to be some struggles though. There had to be some times where you were banging your head against the wall. Like, you know, what in God's name am I doing? And, and the big thing I like to talk about is not getting through adversity, but growing through it. Can you talk a little into that about those times when, when you, you found yourself like, okay, I don't just have to survive here. I have to get better. Well, I, frankly, I mean, I think, I, I think that that's that kind of approach uh, is, I think if 
often if you're doing what you want to do, um, it's, it's that combo of the passion versus the adversity that uh, you have to fight through. And I think every day you're seeing adversity and, and some kind of a role like this that, you know, what am I doing? You ask yourself that all the time. But, but I think some of that, we, we joked a little bit about getting older. Uh, but what with some of the experience, though, right, some of the experience comes like, you know, I, I sat here and I said, well, what could I do? I could go back and put my tail between my legs and go work at another big agency for the paycheck. And from day one, be in the mindset of I got to get out of here. Right. And, and, and a 10 hour day feels like a hundred hour day. Whereas when you're doing this stuff that, that you're enjoying and I'm seeing maybe it's way down, maybe a little pinhole of light down at the end of the tunnel. Right. But you can see that and then like, and it's something I'm working for and I'm going to get the value out of, I'm not doing this for somebody else. I'm doing this for me and we're not on video, but looking around, I'm working out of the right. house and doing it for me right. and my wife right. and kids and, and the crazy dog. We finally got to be quiet right before we switched the mics <laughs> on, but right. Like yeah. I, I see that and it, and it, and it's, and it's worth it. And somehow, you know, if you look on paper that two years ago or something, you go, oh, I can't do this. I have two kids in college. I can't sit here and, and risk that and risk, savings and and not have a steady you know paycheck coming in and i said no there's no way you just don't and the and as i looked of trying to keep an eye uh, you know keep an open mind and eyes open about going some other uh, like another agency thing it was like there was nothing going I, I can't i just not an option it's it's okay so it's a short-term solution i'm i don't want any more short-term solutions. I want something that I can see that I can build. And, and so I would have liked a bigger safety net, like, you know, not even lotto, but a, you know, maybe a little, <laughs> little small, little scratch off ticket for a hundred grand extra or something here to, to have some cushion, but it doesn't happen that way. And, and uh, so you, you, you find a way to make it, make it work. And to me, then it has more value on this back end of seeing it coming to life because I didn't, I did it. I did it myself. I didn't do it wow. for somebody else or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your emotional attachment to this is, is phenomenal just because of the investment, you know, you made, you know, it's funny. And I don't know if you had a chance to, to see, I put it on social media, but the video of uh, Johnny Dawkins, the head coach at central Florida, when they lost at Duke the other night and, and you can hear, you know, and, and, and Porter, that uh, Moser, good friend of mine, and he was talking about when he was on set, he was on set of CBS doing the post game, and they had not seen or heard the video until commercial break before they were going to talk about it. And he said, I can hear the players in my ear sobbing. He goes, it was, he, he goes, because we've all been there, right? We've all, but, but when you make that big of an investment in yourself like you have, okay, it's going to end one of two ways. And it's, there's no, there's no gray area. There's no in between. And I'm talking into when you said, well, I could have gone and worked for some big agency as a short-term solution for me with, with what I do. I was always fearful if I 
did something that could get some instant revenue and keep running the business, you know, a couple of years ago, I was fearful that the answer I was looking for would come when I was distracted by something else. <laughs> That's a great point, Ed. Does that make, I mean, it, it really makes really, perfect sense. It really does. Yeah. I think that that's where people, you know, you do miss that. Uh, you can miss that window of opportunity because of that. And I, I've never really had it crystallized uh, that way, but that's a really good way to, to look at it is that this has allowed me to really focus on this and see if you can make it work. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about that. And first of all, uh, UCF, how they did not win that oh. game. They, 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 they those, either one of those shots at the end, uh, I just, I, I, you know, oh, it still hurts. <laughs> well, and, and, then, but, and you know, I, I, I said to somebody yesterday, I was talking about it and they're like, oh, they should, they have everything to be proud of. They should just be, you know, just, just love it. And I'm like, you don't get it. Aubrey Dawkins played the game of his life against his dad's alma mater against the school. He probably wanted to go to, he went to Michigan to start with it, but he probably wanted to go to do. And he forget all the big shots he hit forget forget all the big plays he made. What 95% of young men will remember is the tip and they missed. And he didn't even miss it. Someone not, I mean, it was, there was some invisible hand that knocked it out of the basket. It was unbelievable, but it's just, it's, it's gut wrenching. It really, it really, really is gut wrenching. And, and for me, I was sitting in my chair watching. I'm like, my first thought went to like, what's going through, you know, I was, I played for my father and, and, my career ended on a half court shot in, the, in a championship game. And my, my first thought is what's going through, you know, Johnny Dawkins mind, what's going through Aubrey Dawkins mind and what kind of conversation are those kids going to have with each other when, when they wake up the next day and realize that it's just not a bad nightmare. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's why we, but you know, I guess that's why we play the game. I think that, um, I mean, that is extraordinarily painful of, of, uh, you know, in the sports world, it's so much harder to get that close mm -hmm. now. Right. Right. To me. I mean, that's what I always say. It's like, just, you know, whip my ass. Like I'd rather lose <laughs> by 30 points well, and, well, I'm, and I'm done. Right. And it's like, okay, I was so schooled. It, I didn't even uh, deserve to be on the court with them. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, I think it's in the long run, I would say the difference is, yeah, that will eat at you. But at the same time, like to put yourself, they put themselves in that position. And it's not like, I guess I'm also have fresh in my head, uh, uh, Fletcher McGee, right. He was the kid from the Wofford kid that, that, um, Set know, all the time three, yeah, three point yeah. shooter. And, and then he went, what? Oh, for 12, 12. Yeah. Now see that to me is the one that will, what would really eat at me that that now he performed and and the fluke thing and you know probably never happens again but um at least i mean at least he he, he had the opportunity to do it but um the, the to put yourself in that position and like ucf did and feel like uh i mean i don't know maybe the flip side is with mcgee like okay i did this to myself versus yeah. the fluke yeah. thing with UCF of those balls going three quarters of the way down and coming back out. But that's the beauty of sports. Like I, I've always keep coming back to, I think that's why we've had such good conversations is even in the business world, it all comes back to the, there's so much of teamwork and chemistry, the locker room chemistry and things like that is, is a philosophy of how you 
you know, approach life and, and business that it makes so much sense that, um, you know, we live so vicariously through these, these guys in the tournament. Let me ask, let me ask you this, because you just said something that really resonated with me. The more I think about, you know, the, where you're at in, in your world. Um, one of the things we all have learned through athletics is that if you, if you do things the right way, it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be successful, but it, but if you don't do things a certain way, it's going to guarantee you that there's absolutely no way you're going to accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish. Okay. So you still, with, with all this work you've done, I mean, with everything you've done, you still have the unknown. I mean, I don't have any doubt. Okay. That's going to be a massive success, which for me, looking on the outside in, I know how that feels to be right. you, right? Everyone, <laughs> right. Everyone's telling you yeah. that. Yeah, it's easy. No, thanks. Here, walk in my shoes one yeah, day. Right. But, but, you know, for me, that's easy to say. But there has to be times where it's like, what if this doesn't work out? Because I'm telling you what, oh, you're, yeah. playing, you're like, you've got the family, you've got your livelihood, you've got your sweat equity, you've got two years of your life that you have just dug in. I mean, you said to me the other day, you get up, you go to work, and, and you work till you go to bed. And, and, you know, we both, we both kind of talked about how sometimes we feel like we're putting our lives on hold on the outside of – you know, there's our family and there's our projects and there's our, our work and everything else is, that's just there, you know? And, and so how do you keep yourself, let's set the purpose to decide, but when you're in the moment and you're, you're being present, how do you keep yourself dialed in when you know there's like 10 fires that could be you know, just going on all around you? How do you, how do you stay on task? Denial. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've never had that answer. Um, you know, I think it's some of it. I think it, you know, it equates to, I think some of it is my, uh, you know, the way I'm wired and, and, and all the ADD guy in me that, uh, what's why I've always been drawn to, I think sports and, and event marketing in general is you're working towards the game or, uh, you know, putting on the, the tournament or, uh, you know, whatever, uh, kind of, a, uh, the race, uh, whatever kind of a thing. And that, uh, you know, you're focused on that. And this is what keeps me on task was getting this site up because, uh, and, and that experience and confidence of saying, I, like you so kindly said that you think this is going to take off. I, I think it is too. And I think, uh, one of those of, you know, the, the Fletcher McGee analogy is if, if he, if, you know, it's one thing if he went out and, and partied the night before and was like, you know, Hey, I'm my, if I can say this, my shit doesn't stink kind of a thing. Right. Oh, like yeah. He didn't prepare himself. Right. right. Like right. that in, I could never look at myself in the, you know, in the mirror again. It's, but if he prepared and it's just, that's what happened that day. Okay. And so I think that's, that's kind of the philosophy here is like, let's, let's just, um, well, my, my argument and my, I drove my website guy crazy because he wanted everything. He's meticulous, which is why he's good, but he wanted everything perfect. And I was that whole line of, you know, perfect is the enemy of, of good or creative or whatever, you know, term you insert in there was like, let's get this up and figure, let's start figuring this out. Let's get feedback from people because I believe in it. And like you said, uh, you talked touched a little bit on it. Like you almost get in this bubble so let me get this out into the world and, and, and get some feedback from people that I trust and admire and, you know, see if we're on the mark. And instead of it being like, we've built everything and here you go, everybody, take it or leave it. And then it doesn't, nobody takes it. 
I've also still left myself some wiggle room here. Like, okay, we need to pivot and focus more on the content, uh, you know, selling or uh, sponsorships and tickets, or it's more on the LinkedIn of sports element of the fact book of connecting people. And, and it's gotta be about events or it's, uh, or it's other types of content, the creative and unusual types of promotions and marketing stuff that's going on out there. I, I don't know. It could be any of those. I think all of those are interesting. So let me get this out in front of people. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sensitive guy that you may not know, but can tell, <clears throat> but I'm a sensitive guy. You know, I want, I need the feedback. I need some positive reinforcement that you can only go so far to that point. Like, I think I can. I think I can. I believe, I believe, I believe. Well, you know what? Am I insane? Right? Like I keep telling myself that and it keeps me going, but have I talked myself into something that's actually not true? So let's get some feedback on it. And uh, so I, you know, it's, it is, like you said, how do you keep it going? It's, I have a few different trusted, uh, folks and, and friends that will check in when I'm worried about that of, you know, not, not being grounded and, uh, get a little feedback and a little, sometimes it's a little bit of a pump up or whatever, and it keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you just said something I want to, I want to get back to it. You talked about the LinkedIn of sports and connecting people and you have a passion for connecting people. And I want to talk about, cause TMR, as much as it consumes you, it's not all that you have going. Um, I want to talk a little bit about painless networking. I was fortunate enough to uh, be introduced to that by you and uh, obviously Dion Thomas. And um, I attended an event the other night and I'm sitting here, you know, a stack of business cards from phenomenal people from the other night. And tell us a little bit about painless network, the whole concept behind it, what drove you to do it. And I believe you have, am I correct? You have over 5,500 members in Painless Networking? Yeah, well, Painless, um, you know, and that's, that's when I talk about my sounding boards and, and uh, friends, buddies, whatever, that are uh, advisors. Uh, a couple of those guys, uh, Ryan Carter, TJ Nolan, he, the, the three of us back in early 2000s. So we're, we're coming up on 15 plus years, really, of Painless being around as this grassroots organization, it was a real simple kind of mindset. Like, you know, we would frequently, and I, you know, we have the same conversation. Do you know so-and-so? Have you ever met so-and-so? Have you heard so-and-so? You know, and it's like, oh no, I, somebody else just brought his name up or somebody else just said that she's somebody I need to talk to. And, and, uh, you know, through, I know, well, if Ed vouches for him or the, the Dion or Ryan or somebody vouches for him, her, I almost don't even need to, I don't need to worry about it. I just, I can, I can go ahead and say, you know, give me a proposal uh, or, you know, give me your thoughts on this or whatever. And I can live with it. I know they're not going to rip me off and I know that they're going to give me quality work and they're going to work hard for me. And um, so really it was that simple of a, of an idea that we are like, let's, let's meet after work. What's, you know, better than hanging out and having a, having a beer after work and unwinding and talking to, you know, meeting a new person and getting to know them a little bit so that the next time you need somebody that's a, a, a t-shirt vendor or a, a fabricator of a, an event site piece or a, you know, ticket sales software, whatever, like you're like, I need to have a stable of a backup of, of options and things. 
this is, this is it. Or you're in crunch already and you're like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. And you've now you've got somebody you can, uh, you can go to immediately. So anyway, the idea was it, we got around the, you know, at a, at a bar and six, eight of us and like, this was cool. Just, this was pretty painless. Let's, let's, let's do this again in a month or two and invite a couple more people. And, and so it's just, it just grew organically from that, that soon it was a couple hundred people that were on the emails. And uh, today it's over 2,500 people that are opted into the emails that we send out and the, the, web, the website with painless.network, very easy to find. And uh, job board on there. We do events every couple months. The LinkedIn group is 5,500, 6,000 folks in there. That's an easy way. Again, like you could go to that group and you're, okay, well, look at, I see, I want to talk to somebody at this place. I see Ed is connected to them. Can, Ed, can you make an introduction or do you have any background for me on this? And yeah, Chris, someone's, oh, he's great. Or, you know, just, they don't do so well on this, but they're great for this thing. Oh, perfect. Okay. Can you send me an intro note to them or, oh, don't even worry about it. They're, they're great. If you just reach out and drop my name, they'll be cool. And now you've, something that may have taken a week to build a relationship or find somebody on through a series of calls and emails and all that kind of stuff. You're right directly into somebody to help make your job slash life easier. So that's really the, the idea it's, it's, and it's my philosophy is pretty simple of that. I, I enjoy connecting people. That's why we use the hashtag get connected. I think more in this day and age, with social media and, 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 and things being digital and being behind emails and texts and things like how great is it to actually, you know, interact and connect and learn something about somebody. So it's, it really comes out of the giving back, I think pays you back. And so it's, uh, I, I just get a lot out of that of bringing, because, uh, you know, the, the simple example, somebody will say, Hey, can you know, Chris, can you do this? And it's like, well, I wish I did, but I'm just, they're not comfortable with it. I don't have the experience to do it or don't have the time. But my, my buddy over here, Ed, he's, he's awesome. And I, and he's in between projects right now or whatever. And or, uh, so let me get you guys together. It's a perfect match. And now I've got Ed's happy. Jane is happy. They're getting their work done. I feel good because I brought these people together. I wasn't going to be able to help them anyway. And now we've all, you know, strengthened uh, our different relationships and helped each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk into a little bit about what types of jobs are on the job board and what types of folks are in the LinkedIn, in the painless? Yeah, sure. Painless. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty broad within the, the business, but it's sports and event marketing folks. And so you've got people that are at teams, you've got people that are at agencies, uh, brands that are involved in sports business, whether they're sponsors or, you know, equipment or whatever. Um, and that can be sales folks, it can be people in media, it can be communications, it can be event production, uh, and any kind of combination of those folks. Um, so it's, uh, it's a pretty healthy cross-section and it goes from now that I've been around a while, you know, I'm aging up here into the close to hitting that 50 plus mark. Uh, so, and we've got my, my peers are as well, but I, we bring in a lot of kids that are college students or, you know, young folks that are just out of school. And so it's a neat cross section that it's uh, anybody looking for 
starting out and internships and trying to find a mentor. And I have a lot of people that will come that are, you know, looking for to, to be a mentor, to find a mentee, to help, you know, bring somebody on maybe even as an intern or, a, you know, part-time person and get them, get them started and uh, get them, you know, give me some help, but give the, give that young person some experience. And uh, so I, it's just, a, it's a neat, healthy, uh, I think it's a neat, healthy community. And like I said, the, 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 the personal interaction, like we get together in the events and it's looking people in the eye and, you know, getting a better feel for them. Um, we've gotten so, in so many ways so far away from that, that, um, to bring people together and in a positive way that it's no pressure to get to sit around and hang out. Like you said, what it, I, it's free to be in this group. I'm not making money off of it. And, but I really do feel a tremendous reward from, from exactly what you said, Ed, I've got some great new relationships. It was worth my time to come meet some new people. I, um, I hear that all the time. I find a new piece of business out of this or, you know, we hired this person that we met at Painless or found through Painless. How great is that? It, it, it's karmic, I guess. And, and uh, it, it, it comes back to you. So, well, and, and to speak to what you're talking about, it being painless and the, the, the vibe and the, the whole concept, there's no pressure. What I loved about the last event that I went to, people were genuinely interested mm -hmm. in yours in your story. It wasn't like your typical networking event where they got people have their, their outdated elevator speech, which they should they should just burn that thing. They, <laughs> right. You know, they, there should be no such thing as that. Uh, but anyways, I, I digress, but people were generally interested in your story and they told their story, not in a hurry, but like in a way that just connected with you. And you talk about, you talk about chasing 50 and I'm, we're the same age, so I'm right there. So let's just stop that conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. In, in my mind, I haven't turned 30 yet. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Same here. Yeah. And my body doesn't agree with me. No, but anyways, we're, <laughs> we're, we're sitting there the other night. And it's, it's uh, Dion, my, my, my good friend, Sean Jacob, who will be a guest on the podcast. But uh, someone walked up and introduced a young man who just got done playing professional soccer. Uh -huh. And he went to my alma mater, Creighton, played at Creighton. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. You know, Christian. good kid. Me, yeah, great. Not a kid, really, necessarily. No. I say that now because I'm getting so old. But yeah, yeah. I mean, a, and interesting. And uh, he's tells me that you know he was uh, out last night with a friend, and she was like, "You should go check this thing out tomorrow." That's yeah. perfect. It was That's, awesome. Yeah. 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 But then speaking to the Asian, so I, of course me being me, I start, you know, asking about like, Hey, did you have wings at the Chicago bar when you're in school? It's been gone for 15 years. Did you eat at Greek Isles? Ah, burned down like 10 years ago. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. I'm just saying, okay. Like I was way outdated. Like the bookstore hasn't been a bookstore for 25 years. But, right. right. But um, no, what a great, I mean, what a great concept to just it, it's something and you know how it is with these networking events younger people think oh I have to go to this I need to go to this I that was one of those things that was just it was an event and and truth be told you know we don't normally timestamp podcasts but the first round games were on there was nobody paying attention to basketball I mean people no, were just right. going, so engaged in the conversation that's what tells you that it was that you were right that exactly yeah. you were in, in getting engaged and having some good conversation with folks and it's funny because both you and i being big college basketball fans yeah that really tells you well, that that the the conversation was good and so yeah i mean that, that that you know that lights me up to hear other people say that that's that whole like am i in such a bubble i think it's a great thing 
but that's my first question typically to, to anybody both new or old, like, Hey, did you have a good time? Did you meet some new people? Was it, was it worth it? Okay, cool. Then let's keep doing it because, uh, you never know how it can pay off. And, and, and that philosophy that that's huge to hear that of the people feeling, um, that that's the whole point of like actual locking in, having it being engaged and, and, um, getting to have a conversation, getting to know, getting to know somebody, um, because you get out of it. It's just any networking situation. It's not just a painless event. It's right. It's what you get out of it. But I think you do have so many people and it's not necessarily, it's more often than not younger people. Cause you're just kind of, you know, intimidated, not as experienced, not as confident as you should be, but you can come and, and you can hang out at the edge and maybe never even engage, but, okay, that's your loss, but there's no pressure. It's not like you paid or you're wearing a name badge and everybody's like, what is that guy's problem over there? It's just, okay, it wasn't for you. But usually you come up and somebody in the group's, oh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Chris and this is my buddy Ed and wh where are you from? Oh, really? Okay, cool. Well, how did you get here? And you're off and running. And now that person, like they're, all their apprehension and we're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't difficult. I'm just talking to these people. And oh, this Ed guy, he coached college hoops and now he's doing, oh, this is kind of cool. I wonder what, you know, what other kind of things I could learn from him. And, uh, and you never know that. And you never know where the relationships are going to, to no. take you, you know, and, and, and even if it doesn't mean a job, even you have no idea what, what, what that relationship is going to do for you or do for yeah. the other person. How, how, let, let's talk a little bit about relationships and what they've meant to you. Cause you've had quite the journey since you um, started on your professional career. And I mean yeah. that in a great way. You really, right. it's unbelievable what you've done. How much have relationships and, and strong, powerful relationships showed up in your world? Oh, it's all, it's, it's all, it's nonstop. It's all the time. It's, um, you know, and I, I should be, it's, it's interesting. I haven't thought about it this specifically, but just cause I'm trying to think of who it was that gave me the, um, the don't burn any bridges advice. And it's probably comes from first and foremost from my parents, just, um, just learning that very early and understanding that you never know how it can come back around. I mean, that's the thing is like, you could say, well, Oh my God, that there's 6,000 people in your LinkedIn group and 3,000 people get your emails and 3,000 people are across social media. Like that's huge. And it's, it is a good number, but it's fascinating how, you know, the six degrees of separation, I, even in a city of like Chicago, especially with a group like painless of good people, it's never more than three. It's usually, it's usually two or one degree. Like, it's very, it's, it's a big city, but it can be a very small world. And so, um, that's the, the, the point is you never know where the relationships are. And, um, you know, and I've seen it that I've had some junior folks that, uh, that did burn some, some bridges at, you know, at agencies in the past. And, that, that cut them off from a whole lot of resources because now the 15, 20 people who they were around the most all know them as somebody that, that did that. And they're now, instead of at one place, they're all, all of them at different places basically. And so that word is out all over. And uh, because they, 
were just a little immature. And then the flip side is that you have some of them that are like, I don't know about this guy, but like, you know, you don't, you're not going to go be an asshole to them. You find out later on, like something clicked for them. And it's literally, I say it to the good interns and, and, and young folks. I know. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be working for you someday. And it's half joking, but it's half not like you can see when somebody's really driven. And what, what if, what if that is what happened that they, they, you know, they blow up and, you know, because you thought you were, you know, you had to talk down to them or whatever. Now you've missed <laughs> your well, opportunity, that, right? That's a, that's a lesson, you know, I learned in, in coaching college basketball and you see it happen so much. And I don't mean to just talk about basketball, but it's my point right. of reference. It's my world. And I learned that because you get some young guys that come up and they come up fast and, you know, in their mind, they're just going to keep blazing a trail and create their own career. And they don't realize there's, Anything can happen. You can have a kid get hurt. You can have a kid do something. All of a sudden, you can find yourself, you know, unemployed. I mean, I'm not going to get into how many of my friends are unemployed right now. Right. You know? <laughs> it's, I've been there, you know. Right. 21 years ago, I was on the end of a, of a ping slip. And, and it's just, it's what happens. But, and first of all, you should treat people the right way because it's the right thing right, to do. Right, right, exactly. But, but if you need some sort of other incentive and motivation, you don't know where that person is going to show back up right. in your life or, or when they're going to show back up. No. Right. You know, and and if, if people, I I always tell people, if you have a hard time grasping how small the world it is, go spend like two or three hours on LinkedIn and just, just start navigating the waters, you know, and the more, the more, the more connections you have, the more third degree connections, the secondary connections and, and and your reputation and whether it's good or bad or indifferent is going to get around fast. For sure. You know? For sure. That's it, these days. It's it, it's with social media and face the Facebooks of the and LinkedIn's of the world. It does. It can fly around, and so it's just important to, um, yeah. I mean, I always try to do the good thing, but I also um, can have a temper, and I also can get frustrated and combine those two things, and all of a sudden, you know, you can fly fly off and do say some things that you regret. Um, even if you're meaning to do the right thing. And so that understanding, some of that's just coming from experience, but understanding that, that you never know how it could, could come back around. And it's, the thing is that you, nobody ever really talks about because well, it's certainly hard to, to quantify, but like, it's not necessarily even that you may run into Joe Schmo that you have the problem with, but Joe Schmo works with Jane Doe and, She's like, oh, I see he worked at this place and you worked there, didn't you? And then they're like, yeah, oh, that guy was a D-bag. And, well, and that's and even you worse. you never even know that you yeah. got completely, yeah. thro- not thrown under the bus necessarily, but you, you lost your opportunity because of something like that. Like, just, but like you said, I guess that's what keeps it, helps keep it real is understanding that almost kind of selfishly. I mean, if, if you are trying to live by the golden rule, you are trying to just do the right thing by people that won't happen. But people like me, far from perfect, you get close to slipping up. That's what you uh, have to have to keep in mind. So before before we, we, we end and, and wind down here, I want to ask you um, one more question on that note. It's a perfect segue. No. So if you're if you're at a if let's say, just to, to draw a, a picture here, let's say you're at a uh, painless event, 
Okay. Or you're, you're speaking to a group of grad students in the sports marketing world and you are going to give them advice on how to be a success and not just an instant, instant success, but be able to have the type of journey like you've had and to be able to evolve over the course of that journey and to be able to be driven by your purpose. What sort of advice would you, would you give them? So that's, that's, uh, that is the question. I think that, that I'm trying to think of the way to, 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 sum it up well of where my head's at today but i I just think it's it kind of it just it's as simple as asking questions and always learning is is it never hurts because i think it's one of those that and and that's what i see maybe of what's so enjoyable about this team marketing report stuff is i'm just learning like trying to drink sometimes info out of the, the fire hose right but uh that's fun to be always learning. And instead of, I've just taken this approach of, you know, these days, these millennials, oh, they're selfish. Oh, God, when I was 22, 23, 24, I was was an idiot and an asshole. So It's a bad combination, by the way. Oh, my God. (laughs) And thinking you're so much smarter than you are, like, that's just what you are. Like, it's not even intentional most of the time. And so it's like, don't, don't turn this into, it's like, that's the same people that were a generation older or two older than me said at that time to, about me. Okay. So let's get over that. How about turning it around that instead of it being like, oh, that's, you know, they're the problem. Like, well, wait, how, how would they like to be communicated to? And what, what are some ways that they're looking at things differently? So I'm not so set in my damn ways that I've got to do it or think about it this way. They're actually thinking of something like this, like, oh my God, that is such a better way to look at it. It's more efficient. It's more creative. It's more fun. It's more whatever. Like how about just keeping an open mind to, to about learning. And I think with that, that's this asking questions piece. Uh, the, the advice, like, you know, we get stuck on, you think that there's a certain path. I have to do this job and then it goes to this one and to this one. And if I don't do each of those, then I'm not going to get to this step that I want to be a general manager of a minor league team, or I want to be a, you know, director of an agency or whatever. Like it's not, it doesn't work like, or I mean it can, but it, it more often than that doesn't. So how do you do? I go to, I find somebody like, that I admire or think has taken that. Oh, how did you get there? And then you're like, Oh wait, you did what? You started as a teacher and then you worked in a bank and then you did, uh, you know, you were doing uh, uh, door to door sales, but now you're doing this thing over here with this media company. Like that's not what I thought you had to do. And well, how did you get there? Well, because I found this and then I saw this and then I had my eye to that whole point. We came in full circle back about like keeping your eyes open. Like I, stumbled onto this thing and thought, well, that's kind of where the TMR piece is. Like there's networking to it. There's content sharing and the mentoring kind of piece to this thing, just connecting people in general, bringing people around the business together. We're all learning. We're all trying to give fans a good experience. That's what I've always been around is client service and giving people a good show. That's to me, the way I see TMR. And I think we all just need to find that kind of, well, what's the thing that I can maybe bring multiple pieces of interest and this random different type of experience together. And if you're not asking questions and you're not saying, you know, what can I do next to learn more? How did you learn this thing? So I can add it to my arsenal. Then you're stale and you're going to get left behind. Right. 
that that's that is perfect and that's a perfect way to wrap it up but before we do can you share with our listeners where they can find tmr again uh, as well as painless and anywhere else on social media that you might have uh have a place well uh, the easiest way we're, we're all over the the social medias the interwebs on both of these with both of these organizations the websites have the links for for the twitter facebook insta all those things so it's teammarketing.com and painless.network are those two nice and easy to find sites um Part of it too is like the Twitter handle. It's not long enough to be team marketing report. So it's team MKTG report, for example, Ed. So uh, I'm sure everybody's now got that written down. But, but I mean, uh, you know, if you're interested in either of those uh, organizations, check them out. You can find me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people. And uh, it's Chris Hartwig with an E, H-A-R-T-W-E-G. And you know, let's get connected. There's ways we can help each other out, ways we can learn from each other. And I think that that's, you know, the healthy, uh, the healthy approach. That's why these things are out there. So, and Chris, if they want to get on your mailing list, so they have updates or emails or however, um, uh, for events coming up, they mm-hmm. can do that right on your website, correct? Either site. Yeah. There's free memberships on both. The TMR, um, does certainly have paid memberships. I got to make some money somewhere, but there is a free starter level at, uh, that will get the emails and basic information and then painless, same thing, sign up free membership. You'll get into the, the online community and that will also signs you up for all of the email blasts. So it's, it's pretty easy. We try to keep it that way. Right. Pretty painless, well, right, Ed? There you go. You stole my thunder. <laughs> hey, Chris, speaking of painless, this was way more than painless. This was awesome. I really appreciate you carving out some time because I know how um, crazy your schedule is right now. Um, and this has been another great episode of the Athletics of Business podcast. And we would greatly appreciate if you go to iTunes and rate and review us uh, as that helps our reach and helps us reach some more folks. And to see previous episodes, obviously iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our website, the Athletics of Business um.com excuse me the athletics of business.com and to find out more about the molitor group you can go to the molitorgroup.com chris thank you so much again i appreciate it pleasure was all mine ed thanks for having me thank you for listening to the athletics of business be sure to give us a rating and review so we know how we're doing for more information about the show visit the athletics of business.com now get out there think act and execute at the highest level to unleash your greatness.